about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshigma, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. Quickly, just in a few minutes, let's talk about the crucifixion. The I, I, I tapped this today, the ultimate sacrifice. The ultimate sacrifice. And I want to read from First Peter chapter 1 and from verse 18 to 19. I'm using the good news translation. First Peter chapter 1 and verse 18 to 19. He says, For you know what was paid to set you free. From the worthless manner of life handed down by your ancestors. He says it, it was not something that can be destroyed such as silver and gold. It was the costly, listen to me someone, the costly sacrifice. Somebody wherever you are, type it in. Say costly sacrifice. It was the costly sacrifice of Christ. Who was like a lamb without defect or flaw. I'm just going to read that again. I hope it will bless you. It, it says, for you know what was paid to set you free. There was a price that was paid. And that was price was paid to set you free. It says, you know what was paid to set you free from the worthless manner of life handed down by your ancestors. It was not something that can be destroyed such as silver or gold. It was the costly sacrifice of Christ who was like a lamb without defect or flaw. Sacrifice, if you, if you do follow me uh, clearly, I want you to understand that uh, sacrifice, Sacrifice means the surrender of something for the sake of something. Sacrifice means the surrender of something for the sake of something. And that, that's what sacrifice is. And, and, and I need to say that we are all making sacrifices one way or the other. How do I know? Because on this wonderful day, on this Good Friday... We normally would meet in church at 7 o'clock and have a concert and have a wonderful time in God's presence. But we're making a sacrifice because we have to sit down at home. And we have to sit down home because we need to save lives. <laughs> we, is, this not, is this not ironic? We, uh, we need to sit down at home so we can save lives. I know the sun is out. I know there's a temptation to go out. But if you're going to go out, please just go out for exercise or just to get some essentials. Not to go and sunbathe. Not to go and meet with people. Not to have a barbecue with another family. That's not what we're doing. It is a sacrifice at this time to save lives, to save the NHS. And so that we don't clog it up. I know many of you may ignore this because you haven't had someone in close proximity that had to go through this harrowing experience of the COVID-19 and being hospital and needed medical care. But I, I, I want you to sow a seed right now and really do stay at home because it is a sacrifice. So as I said, we are all making sacrifice one way or the other. One that would lead, one leads to destiny and fulfill purpose. But then another one can cause toil and struggle. I hope you're hearing me. One way or the other, we are making a sacrifice. We are making a sacrifice. And, and I need to tell you that genuine sacrifice, 
or genuine love is always sacrificial. Anytime you give love, it is sacrificial. You cannot love somebody or love God without sacrificing. It's almost impossible. You can't. You can't. When, 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 when you want to really understand the authentic love given to us, it always takes a sacrifice. It's either a sacrifice of time, it's either a sacrifice of energy, or sometimes it's a sacrifice of money to love someone. You know, we're all making sacrifices. We are. Jesus was the sacrificial lamb. Jesus was the sacrificial lamb. You've got to understand that Jesus was the sacrificial lamb. Rahab was also, also made a sacrifice. She made a sacrifice of her life and her family to save the children of Israel, to save those two uh, spies that came to God. She made a sacrifice. She put her life on the line to save the spies. But yet, she fulfilled purpose. When she made that sacrifice, she fulfilled purpose. And the sacrifice allowed her to save her family. But when you go into the book of Matthew, you'll find out that she was also in the lineage and the ancestry of Jesus Christ. She was the great, 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 great grandmother of Jesus. Abraham had to make a sacrifice. And what was Abraham's sacrifice? He had to leave his home to give birth to a new nation. In Genesis chapter 12. Moses had to make a sacrifice. He left the wealth and the splendor and an outstanding career of being the next pharaoh to Egypt. Uh, but he had to leave all that to line up with destiny. So he could fulfill purpose. And it cost him, that sacrifice cost him 80 years of his life. I hope someone is following me right now. When, when the widow was about to die, the, the prophet came to the widow and said to the widow, he said, give me your last meal. It was a sacrifice. It was a sacrifice. She gave her last meal and the Bible says she ate many days afterwards. What, am I, what are you saying, pastor? I'm saying that there is always a sacrifice for you to fulfill purpose. So the question today is, so what does the ultimate sacrifice of the cross signify or what does it mean to us? What does it signify? Many times we, 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 we talk about Good Friday, we talk about it and we speak about it quite a number of times. But, 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 but the question we want to ask ourselves is, what does, what, does, what does the ultimate sacrifice mean to us? What does it mean about Jesus who was on the cross? He was nailed to the cross. He was nailed to the cross. His hands were nailed. His legs, legs were nailed together. He couldn't breathe. And, I, and, and today, because there's a lot of children, uh, probably online, I, I don't want to give a graphic representation of what Jesus went through. But it was the ultimate sacrifice because Jesus did not want to die too. But he made a sacrifice. And so when I look to the cross, and I'm wearing a cross right now just to sing it, but when I look to the cross, it, Jesus is no more on the cross. That's not why we're wearing it. I'm wearing the cross because it means something to me. It reminds me of something about myself. It reminds me of something about you that is watching online. And I want to encourage, I want to just give you, you know how many points I'm going to give you. Three really. I want to give you three things that would signify to you why Jesus made that ultimate sacrifice. And number one, uh, 
He, he made that sacrifice and the cross, the cross says to us, I don't have to be purposeless. I don't have to be purposeless. Purpose. I don't have to be purposeless. Jesus, main purpose. Let's follow Jesus who is the who is the, uh, author and the finisher of our faith. Let's, let's look at Jesus. Jesus, main purpose was to sacrifice his life to be able to give me purpose. He sacrifices that to give me purpose, to give you purpose, to give all of us purpose. And, but the, the purpose requires a sacrifice. God is a God of sacrifice. So because we are made in his image and according to his likeness, therefore God says to us, if you follow my son, you also may have to make some sacrifices to fulfill purpose. This idea, uh, or erroneous idea, as a Christian, that hard things or difficult things don't come to us, or we don't go through difficult things, or we just pray to God and bam, everything is sorted, is, 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 an, is, an, is, 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 is a mockery of the gospel. No, if we want to follow the gospel, Jesus says that the cross says to you, you don't have to be purposeless. But the only reason why you can't be purposeless is if you follow what Jesus did and Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice. I want to encourage you this morning. If you are going to follow Christ, our lives, listen to me, our lives must be a sacrifice of worship too. Worship doesn't mean what we do when we lift up our hands in church. Worship is a lifestyle. Genuine worship is costly. You know why genuine worship is costly? Listen to me. Genuine worship is costly. Why is it genuine worship costly? It is costly because it requires us to make sacrifices. Genuine worship means and requires that everything of value must be placed on the altar. Things like time, plans, pride, pleasures, secret sins. With all that, we have to take it to the mountain, place it on the altar, and say to God, I give my life wholly unto you. Sacrifice maybe friends and family and things that has not allowed us to get close to God and say, I'm doing this for the purpose of the gospel. Because we can see that the world is coming to an end. And as we see that the world is coming to an end. Only those who follow Christ genuinely. Only those who worship it genuinely. Only those who can make the sacrifice of saying I stand out for Christ. Are the ones that go to find purpose and succeed in life. The first kind of sacrifice that we have to make. Is the sacrifice back onto God. As Jesus made the sacrifice. The cross is not just bless me. Break bondage. Break issues. Steal with issues in my life. No. It, it teaches us some important lessons. And one of the important lessons it teaches us. Is that I don't have to be purposeless. Meaning that I may have to go through the valley of the shadow of death. But I will fear no evil because God is with me. So sometimes my purpose may take me down a route that would require sacrifice. Number two. This, no, no, not number two, number one B. It's not, there's not only a sacrifice unto God, but there's also a sacrifice to yourself. During this period where we're shut down, what are you willing to sacrifice to fulfill destiny? Let's go back to the cross. Jesus made a sacrifice on the cross to fulfill destiny. What are you trying to make? 
What are you trying to do? What are you trying to achieve? A wonderful lady, she sent me uh, uh, something on Instagram, a question on Instagram, and, and, I'm, uh, and I answered her, but, but it triggered something on the inside of me. As soon as she sent it to me, I sat down, and in five minutes, I found, found four P's in which I could answer her. So I said, okay, now that I've written down a vision, because she was online on Wednesday, and I was talking about the things you can do. She said, now that I've written down a vision, what do I need to do? And immediately, bam, I started to write. I started to do, uh, send her stuff. And then I spoke to my guys and said, on, on Monday, please, pull this up. I'll, I'll answer this question. I want everyone to see the answer to that question. Because every single thing in life requires a sacrifice. So let me, gi let me give you some encouragement. While we're locked down doesn't mean your life is locked down. While we're locked down doesn't mean that you now have to stop making sacrifices to fulfill your dream. They tried to lock Jesus down, but he still continued to preach the gospel. During this time, it could be exercising instead of sleeping. That's your sacrifice. Many of you are sitting down at home and you're waking up at 2 p.m. in the afternoon, 12 noon. Man, you could, you, do you know what you can achieve from the hours of 6 to the hours of 12? Sometimes the sacrifice is I'm going to have less sleep and then I will exercise. I will eat right food for good health. I'm going to sacrifice evenings of pleasure to go back to school and get an education. I'm going to sacrifice buying a car for an investment in the future. They can see you drive that BMW or whatever, be my wife. But you could be in, in, a, in, in a whole load of debt. But you could start taking the tube and you can invest that money for the future. You could ask yourself, what sacrifice are you making for your purpose? What are you willing to sacrifice initially? It is a clear game to sacrifice pleasure to avoid future pain. I hope someone is getting something from me. It, it takes the key of sacrifice to gain access into the realms of sweatless success. God, the cross says, I don't have to be purposeless. Listen to me. I read this and it blessed me. Howard Hendrick writes, and I've shared this before. He says, as, I bo as a boy, I love to watch the older men play drafts. Drafts is, 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 is like playing chess, but it's just different. He says, one day, one of them invited me to play. At first, it looked easy. Listen to this. I captured one, then another of his drafts. Then suddenly, he took one draft, hopped across the board, yelling, King me. With that king... He proceeded to wipe me off the board. That day, I learned about long-range vision. Nobody minds losing a few drafts as long as he's headed to the king's territory. I hope you are blessed. Sometimes you've got to lose some few things because you're headed to the king's territory. Sometimes you may have to lose some pleasure. You're headed to the king's territory. Sometimes you have to wake up in the morning and exercise. You're headed to the king's territory. This morning I didn't feel like it. But I still got up. I still had to do my exercise. Still had to get into my gym. Still had to do some certain things. And, 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 and it's not because of now. It's because of the future. All of us in the family did that. And let me share this story. It's very funny. Let me share this story. I remember when I was buying some of those equipments to use in the gym. It looked like a pure waste of money. It looked like a total 
waste of money. Why would I get an exercise bike? Why would I get a treadmill? Why would I get those stuff? I, I have to I have to renovate my garage and, and, and turn it into a gym. I didn't realize what I was doing there. And it looks like I was wasting money. I've done this over the last six years. So I just thought I need to keep healthy and try to go to the gym every single time and drive into the gym may be a problem. But I've got a garage. Let me turn it into that. I didn't realize that in two, 2020, Many people will not be able to go to the gym. Many people would not be able to do other stuff. And all that investment has now come to pay dividends. I'm not trying to boast. I'm just trying to tell you that never think that you're losing anything. Because Jesus, although people thought he was losing his life, he was gaining his future. God is waiting for you to do what you can do. Then he will help you do what you can't. But nothing happens until you make the first move. Because when you let go of things, you become a go-getter. When you let go of things, you become a go-getter. Or oh, somebody said, Pastor, oh, I, I thought you were encouraged us today. Yes, I am. But I'm not going to allow COVID-19 or the coronavirus to turn you into lazy couch potato guys. I want you to get up. And start to say, I'm going to use this time to recalibrate. I'm going to use this time to get my purpose back. And I'm going to launch forward. Number two, quickly. So, what does the cross mean? The cross means, number one, I don't have to be what? The first P, purposeless. I'm using peace throughout this weekend. The second thing he says is, I don't have to perish. Somebody say, I don't have to perish. Come on, I need you to say it again. I'll type it out. Say, I don't have to to perish. How do I know? John chapter 3 verse 16. A very familiar verse. It says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You know what it says? That whosoever, whosoever, not to a privileged amount of people, but whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He ultimately died on the cross so that you and I can live. And I'm going to say this, I try to avoid it, but it is relevant. Let me say this. You can't die. Coronavirus cannot kill you. A virus does not have the final word. You know what has the final word? The cross has the final word. Somebody say, I will not perish. I will not perish. I will not perish. You will not perish in three ways. Which way? Number one. Say this, I will not financially perish. The, the, the cross says, I don't have to perish. I don't have to financially perish. You know why? Because he became poor so I can be rich. How do you know, Pastor? Write it down and read it later. Second Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor. That you through his poverty might be rich. I can't perish financially. You cannot perish. No virus has the power to make you perish. The cross signifies that I can't perish. I can't perish financially. I can't perish physically. Say that. I can't perish physically. Why? Because he's my healer. I can't perish financially because he's my provider. I can't perish physically because he's my healer. Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 5. Listen to what it says. But he was perished, perished for our transgression. He was crushed 
for our iniquity. The punishment that brought us peace was on him and by his wounds and healed. Shout this over your entire family. That by his stripes, by his wounds, we are healed. I can't perish financially. I can't perish physically. Neither can I perish mentally. How do I know? Because he said it in his word. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 14. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. Christ himself has brought peace to us. Christ himself has brought peace to us. Ephesians 2.14 For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people when in his own body on the cross. He broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. For Christ has brought peace to us. He is my peace. He has broken down every walls. He says, he says, I will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. So I can't perish physically. I can't perish mentally. I can't perish financially because the Bible says it in 2 Corinthians 8, 9, it's Isaiah 53, 5 and Ephesians 2, 14. I can't. Because he's killed and destroyed the thief. John 10, 10 says the thief purpose is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. I hope someone is being blessed by this. Let me quickly give you the last word and we close. So what does the cross signify to me? The cross signifies that I don't have to be purposeless. Number two, I don't have to perish. And then number three, I don't have to be powerless. Did you see that? I don't have to be powerless. Jesus came to give us, to give to us, not to take away from us. Hence, the main aim of redemption, the main aim of Jesus being crucified on the cross is to bring us back to our rightful place of dominion. You can get that in your spirit. Because we are facing unprecedented times right now. But this is the time where the word of God starts to grow on the inside of you against the negativity. Why did Jesus die? He died so I don't have to be purposeless. I don't have to perish. And I don't have to be powerless. You are not powerless. No coronavirus. No financial issue. No, no, no principality or power of darkness can make you powerless. Why? Because when he died on the cross, his main aim, only one aim was to go back to the Garden of Eden and say, I need to be, put you back to your rightful place. How do I know? First Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I wanted to pepper you today with scriptures. 17 to 18. He says, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with the wisdom of words. Are you hearing me? Lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Do I, can, I, can I get an amen from someone? The power of God delivers me and you from ourselves. It delivers us from ourselves. And so what does the power of God mean to you? What does the cross mean to you? What does the cross say about power? The cross says to me, stop looking down on yourself. The, 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 the power of redemption it, it realigns me it repositions you and I for greatness if the 
thief on the cross can be repositioned into the kingdom of God, how much more you and I? The, the, the thief, God, Jesus said to him, stop looking down on yourself. Today you are coming with me and you will enter into paradise regardless of your mistakes. Through Christ, God once again re-established man in his position of, of dominion. And while Jesus was suffering that agonizing pain, he still said, I'm not going to leave you powerless. Come on, man. Because you said that word, come to me. Come, come, come. Follow me. You're going into the kingdom. I will empower you to leave darkness and come into the kingdom. Stop looking down on yourself. God has given you control. Man can once again live supernaturally. There are people right now who are suffering from low self-esteem. Who think that they are failures. Maybe you're lying. There are some of you who feel guilty. Because they can't do what other people are doing. Many of you are probably on the 17th floor. In a council flat. While you can see other people posting stuff on Instagram. That are living in a 4, 5, 6 bedroom house. And you're looking at yourself and feeling I'm a failure. Many of you can't even get out of your doors. Many of you are even sharing bathrooms and kitchen with other people. And you have no idea. If they have got the virus or not. And you are saying to yourself. Why am I in this position? You feel like a failure. People are levying accusations against you. By now shouldn't you have married? By now shouldn't you have bought your own property? They levied it. But sometimes God takes us through some stuff. And says to you. Don't worry. I will give you power. Because you see what? When Jesus was on the cross. It looked like he was powerless. But can I read something to you before we close? Matthew 27. Listen to me. Matthew 27. Matthew 27. Never forget that. When you finish, read it. Matthew 27, 39 to 43. What, is, what does it say? It says, And those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, You who destroyed the temple and built it in three days, say yourself, if you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise, even the chief priest also mocking with the scribes and the elders says, He saved others. Himself, He cannot save. You're powerless. If He is the King of Israel, do you see that King capital of Israel? Let Him now come down from the cross and we will believe Him. He trusted in God. Listen to what He said. Listen to what they said. Listen to what the 43, 43. Ah, this will bless you, God. This will bless you. Ladies and gentlemen, this will bless you. It's supposed to bless you. Look at what they said to Him. He trusted in God. Let Him deliver. Let Him deliver Him now. If He will have Him. For He said, I am the Son of God. You said you are a Christian. You said you are the Son of God. So, why Jesus was on the cross, it looked like he was powerless. But you know the first two things I said. Is that the cross says. I don't have to be purposeless. He had purpose. The cross says I don't have to perish. Jesus was going to rise up on the third day. They didn't realize that. Sooner or later when it was his time. He's going to show them. That I am truly the son of God. The fact that you are going through stuff. Does not make you powerless. It just means you are fulfilling purpose. Actually Paul says. When I'm weak, that's when I'm strong. Realize the limitations of the enemy as I close. He's a loser and he lost the battle on Calvary. No one has been a loser as long as Satan. The redemptive privilege empowers you this morning to rule over the struggles of sin. Don't look down at yourself. I keep sinning. I keep making this mistake. Don't look down on yourself. Sin has no more dominion over you. You've got the power. 
You've got the power. I'm going to say that again. You've got the power. You've got the power. You may be on the cross right now. You may be in a situation right now. You may be struggling right now. Things may not be going right. And people may want you to deny your Christ. They want you to compromise. They just want you to marry any fool. But don't do that. Because you've got the power. You will not perish. You have purpose. Sin has no more dominion. The cross has the power to bring you back from a dilapidated state or a declined position. He will place you in a better position. Blind Bartimaeus was brought back. Naaman was brought back. I'm going to repeat this over and you will hear it this weekend. Redemption redeems you and brings you from a dilapidated state. So I want you to be able to say today that thank you Jesus for the cross. Because by the cross, you know what has happened? Three things. I don't have to be purposeless. That may require a sacrifice. I don't have to perish. This sickness, this disease going around cannot destroy me. Financially, mentally, or physically. And then number three. Do you know what he says? He says, I don't have to be powerless. I hope this blesses you this morning. Go away saying I have purpose, I will not perish, I am not powerless. Those three things, let it take you through this entire period. Whether someone is living with you or not living with you. Because I know that it will bless you in every way. You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939 You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.